The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Thank you, Alliance. Thank you very much, Alliance. Rob, the uh, tranny listener this morning, screaming and yelling, and he doesn't get his way. So I, I beg you, I beg you to find me another radio station that's tried to throw a listener in jail before six thirty in the morning. It's the only interesting show on the radio. Sometimes it's not even us. Like, Rob's right. He's the best thing that's happened to us in a while. And we want to thank Rob the tranny for listening for almost an hour now. The only thing you got that's interesting on the show. Well, thank you. Uh, one joke, though, that is true is Rob was – I didn't even think of it as kindness or consideration when he said he was going to come down here. And I believe the exact phrasing was, I'm going to kill you and the bosses and everyone you care about at 10 a.m. Uh, Nicholas points out, ha, joke's on you, Roberta. This show never ends on time at 10. <laughs> You'll be waiting a while. <laughs> Signed, time, yelled by Toledo. That's right, Nicholas. <laughs> You're 100% right. Uh, John says, that's very funny. He waits until the end of the show because, you know, he's got to listen to every word first. It's very considerate of him or her, whatever he chooses to be called. That's right. It is considerate for us to get our job out of the way before you come down here and try to kill us. That's a murderer with a heart of gold. Police are on this, by the way. I'm not kidding around. Don't you directly threaten me because I disagreed with you. And we can, you can disagree. You got, you've got. I can't turn you. You can turn me. <laughs> you have the buttons. I have to oh, be here. Yeah. Turn the channel. Oh no, there's no, 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 no. He was born that way. I can't change that. That's. I respect his views. I, I can't. Gotcha. He was born the way he is. You know, wanting to cut his dick off and wear dresses and stuff. That's his thing. I can't change that. Yeah, that's it's uh, something that I would never try to do. And this guy yesterday, Billy, uh, talking about how I had to meet with my uh, Christmas light hangers yesterday. He's a uh, guy's from uh, Scott is a great guy, and he comes by and he's and he's doing some other like cafe lights. He does all outdoor lighting, speakers, all sorts of stuff. But it's mainly you know the Christmas lights is how I know him. He does me. And guys, John is such a douche. Soy boy hires people to put up his Christmas lights. You're goddamn right. And then it says Ching Chavez, so I know he gets it. But man, oh man. <laughs> If you get to a level, like right about now, I'd start saving up to have somebody hang your Christmas lights. Not only do they hang your Christmas lights. Get that early bird discount. Uh, look, you, I, I, hang them now. If you're, if you're looking for me, I bet you'd do it for 100 bucks right now. Because, like, really? May? It, fine. You look like the knob that does it. But trust me, they store them. They keep them somewhere else. I've, I haven't dealt with a wad of cruddy Home Depot. And I put them away nice. I don't have to get on a ladder to find out that there's a few out. I don't have to replace anything. Do it all. Worst part is always going up in the attic, and you oh. you put it away nice, and you pull it down, and they're all just, like, tied it, in knots and it's stuff. It's a rat it's like, king. Yeah. It, like, some fairy goes up there in the oh. middle of the, right before Christmas, and, to, like, ties it all up. 
So yeah, I haven't dealt with Chris. I'm I am a uh, look, call me bougie, whatever else. I do not. I do not suffer Christmas lights easily. I, like, that is the most angry. It ruins the Christmas spirit for me. I've put them all up before. It never looks as good. I mean, these guys pop them up there. It looks amazing. They wrap the trees. I've seen. I've seen how you people wrap trees. It doesn't look right. It looks. It looks autistic. Let's be honest. <laughs> you get some professionals out there. Right so yes, that is a. Uh, that is one of the bougiest things I do, and I will never stop doing it. Once I discovered it, it's like, this is the way to go. And then they drive by every couple of days to make sure all your lights are on. They got any bulbs out. They replace them. You don't even know. It's glorious. Glorious. Can't tell you how much I love that. I'll be promoting Scott as the year goes on because he's coming out and changing my cafe lights. Those are those are just getting dingy over you know, five years. I haven't replaced them yet. Uh, it is uh, uh, 6.43 here in the morning sickness on U-Fest week, and we're catching a hell of a break. It's going to be like 85 degrees Saturday. That's all right. ridiculous. I can't believe it. I know. And uh, they're talking about the heat, how it was 100 degrees on Sunday. And just to let everybody know how, uh, you know, everybody screams out what they saw on the news, and the news is this, and I heard on the news, blah, blah. The, the, it's all manipulated to their story. For instance, this one. Now, I like to ride my bike in the heat. Brett knows. I almost killed him. Yeah. I'm one of those weirdos that likes this once it's over 100, 105. I'm one of those nutbags that enjoys being in it. I grew up here. We didn't have an option. We would play baseball or basketball or whatever in the middle of the day. It was hot. We had water. Uh, we just, I, I just, I acclimated to this. It's this that I love. So the summertime around here is my time to shine. Plus, it's as an uh, introvert, it's the best time to do stuff. Nobody's out there. Quiet. It's quiet. Golf? Yeah. There's no better time to golf than summer in Arizona. It's like a dollar on the nicest courses ever, and nobody's there. You put a cool towel in, and now once it gets to like 110, you're starting to play with like, ugh. But, you know, 100, 105, 108, nobody's out. It's just glorious. Just the other day we were golfing. It was like 90. And the place was empty. The place, everybody's scared to death of the temperature. The news pointed out that we had our first heat-related death of 2023, whatever year this is, already uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, And it also coincides with... May 1st being the start of Heat Awareness Week in Arizona. So it's a narrative they wanted to push. Like, what? We need a dead guy to help us sell our, our product here. Heat Awareness Week. Like, you know it's hot, right? And some people are stupid and they go out and they hurt themselves. They bring a bottle of water and go, you know, 20 mile hike. Um, so then they're like, all right, we had our first heat related death of the year. Now, I'm not here to make fun of this guy dying, but it says 83 year old Bruce Rubin died hiking. Okay. Not heat-related. 83-year-olds hiking, that's a risk they Strike take one. every time. Strike, Strike two. Right. Every time an 83-year-old hikes, good chance he's not coming back. Twice hiking. But, of course, it makes it so they can say, see, heat kills, so they can tell their story. They don't care about poor uh, Bruce Rubin's passing. They're using him as a pawn to get their message across. Oh, good, we got a dead guy. He was also hiking in the Tonto National Forest. The last I checked, that's kind of nice weather. It's a little bit north of here, right? Can be, yeah. And uh, pretty sure if you're hiking out there, you, you get a 10-degree drop. The hottest it's been so far here is 102. So even at its worst, maybe Bruce was hiking in 90 degrees. Uh, the call came for help around 120. He was with someone else. 
uh, Bruce collapsed and started to, you know, it's a terrible story. You don't want anybody to get hurt doing that. But it wasn't heat related. Uh, he's 83, 75. Like, have you ever been around an 83-year-old in the house? If it's 76, they're losing their minds at how hot it is. If it's 73, they need blankets. So, you know, their their temperature control isn't exactly the same. So if, gonna, he was, if he was bundled up and it was 40 degrees, still oh, likely to... If he's in 40 degrees, out, that man's head is an ice cube. Old people can't be in 40 degrees. Your parents, I'm sure, when you go back for Christmas... Triple layered. It is. They're in blankets. It's 84 in the house. It's just miserable. You can only see my dad's face. Right. They don't have... Internal temperature control. So we can't sell that heat-related deaths happen when somebody's 83. The worst is walking into their uh, their condo. It's oh. like you might as well sit in a sauna. It is a sauna. It's the worst feeling in the world going. So old people having heat stroke is, mm, let's, not, let's not sell it that way. Let's not use somebody's passing to sell anything. But let's also be very aware that. When they started, you know, May 1st kicked off Heat Awareness Week, and we got a guy who dropped dead from it. This is great. It reminds me of when they needed somebody to change the name of Squaw Peak, and they waited for someone to die. Like uh, We got yelled at for it because I'm like, all they're doing right now is waiting. We said it before they named it. Like, they need a dead Native American. Like, too sweet. Janet Napolitano was our governor at the time. They're like, if we don't get a dead Native American soon, we're going to have to name that thing after white people, and everybody's going to lose their minds. we got to get rid of this Squaw Peak thing. And lo and behold, soon after, Lori Piestawa passes away in what turned out to be kind of a botched run of a nightmare uh, military Fuel operation, a mess. But before we could look into anything, our government, our news, everybody else was like, all right, we got ourselves a dead Native American. Name it after her. Did she deserve something named after? Maybe, but not because of why we found out her name. Turned out to be kind of a mess. People love grandstand. Pat Tillman. Jesus, Pat Tillman. They tried to sell us an entire war on his heroics, and it turned out he got blasted by his own. story of Pat Tillman is tragic in 3,000 different ways. He should be held up as a hero for signing up, not because he died in the line of duty. The dude died in the line of duty because of a a mess because the thing i mean it encapsulates the entire war which was a, a hodgepodge of nobody knew what to do which is really sad but yeah 83 year old guys dying in the heat mm. here's the thing here's my uh here's my advice for the month of uh yeah where we have to pay attention to heat related stuff i forget what they called it but how about um don't go outside uh, when it's really really hot without like two gallons of water how about that if you're 83 or you're responsible. That guy couldn't handle it. Right. No, no, no. no, no, no. He couldn't carry two gallons of water. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. If you're responsible for an 83-year-old, they're not allowed outside after May 15th. Only to go to the unless doctor. Unless that's your design. <laughs> unless, unless it's unless, the final hike. Right. Unless it's in the will that, like, you know, maybe Pops needs to go for a walkie. Poppy, you want to go for a walkie? It's time. I like walkies. And you know where it's really warm out? Turn the air conditioner down to, like, 71. It's freezing in here. You know where it's not freezing? That desert. I went in the desert. Let's take Pop Pop for a walk. I want to walk in the hot, hot sun. Get him outside. The will. It's, he's starting to creep around it again. He's going to start penciling in some new names. I don't like how close he's getting to those neighbors. They're good to me. They bring me treats. Ooh, we got to walk him. <laughs> Next thing you know, all this stuff's going over there to Gertrude. 
I have a friend whose grandfather is dating. And as much as people love grandpa, the thing they're most worried about is this new lady's going to pick up some of the yep. stuff. <laughs> and I mean, it is like the best sentence. They're doing me wrong. I, I love him and I don't want him to go. But, but I mean, this lady shows up out of nowhere and he's got a lot of... I'm like, you're worried about what you're getting now. This new woman that swept him off his feet... They're gonna. They're traveling. That's the like. They're going on a trip together, and like I forget where they're driving to, and they're both in their mid eighties, early eighties. They're gonna come back married. Oh, jeez, <laughs> he's screwed. That's what I said. <laughs> so you know they're driving to like Vegas, right? Oh, they're going all the way up the. They're doing the the PCH. Oh, that, nice. Oh, yeah, it sounds wonderful. And I said, well, the good news is the PCH starts in San Diego. That's way out of their way to go to Vegas. But you know what? Once you go over that edge, oh, across. Once you cut back through Nevada and short time it when they hit. Carson City or Reno, you're going to have a new grandma. Don't even say it, dude. And that will's going to change. I I don't care about the will so much, but I mean, I think that's what she's after. Of course that's what she's after. She needs security. <laughs> of course she does. <laughs> she's probably out of insurance or something. Yeah, don't be greedy, bro. Yeah, it's fun to listen to. I love, I love my grandpa, but tell them a story about how they took grandpa out for sushi. And he was trying to eat the edamame, but he was reaching in the used bowl. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, the skins. I don't know what these things are. I don't know why you like them. Just chewy. No, Grandpa, those are where the... Oh, have you been eating those? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We've all tongue those, Grandpa. That's where the food lived it before. <laughs> what? It's the show? Oh, no. You know, Gertrude would have stopped me before you kids... Made a fool of me. Now I'm all caddy wampus. What? Okay, we, he's, he's got to go for a walk using words like that. Caddy wampus. In high school, my buddy's grandfather calls up. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Where the hell is the game? <laughs> I can't find it on any it's channel. Impossible. It's 4.30 in the morning, Grandpa. <laughs> 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 they get so twisted. I don't know. Four three zero blah blah. You blur. set the pregame close enough. Is that what I got to look forward to? Yo, your phone never stops ringing. Your dad's your dad's by himself He's too. Getting close. Yeah. yeah. I Brett, I saw an article about you and I yesterday too, where uh evidently a group of really bitter parents were mad at a couple for calling themselves dinks. Which is uh, dual income, dual income no, kids. no kids. And then they're like dink wads or dink. What was it? Dink wad, uh, dual income, no kids with a dog. So they're dink wads. And uh, all the comments were from loving parents who just can't tell you how much love they feel in their hearts because they had children and it changed them into more loving people. But their comments were all enjoyed dying alone. You f- Wow. And like, Whoa. So, That's yeah. such an amazing just, Oh, my God. You got you the, the best day of your life when that baby arrived filled you with such joy and love that we'll never understand. But when you see somebody saying, we have two incomes and we travel like crazy because we got no kids. Enjoy dying alone, wiping your own ass with your broken arms, you dinkwad face. <laughs> oh, man. You are filled with joy, parents. You are filled. And it was hundreds of comments from angry people with miniatures in their home just recognizing that the cost of college is going six figures in about three years looking forward to it me too (laughs)
Because my cost of college is called the Aria <laughs> High Limit Slot Room, and I throw a college education. That's where education. your tuition is. Uh, that's where it is. It's in this machine, Billy. I'm a dinkwad, and I love it. But man, it was mean. It was like, oh, you don't have any kids. What do you mean? What, you're not going to be able to afford health care when you're old because you're going to live by yourself in a home. Uh-uh. No, I don't. Because guess what? Uh, I can also uh, kill myself and no one will be miserable. I leave no one behind. It's perfect. <laughs> dinkwad. I love that. I'm a dinkwad. I never heard Fun. that. You're a dinkwad too? Man. But yeah, the joy and the joy and love of parents was on full display in those comments. Because the story Until... was, I will say this, the story was definitely aimed at saying F- you to the parents of like people who were like mad at their kids and bitter that their lives didn't work out. More than likely the ones that had kids who didn't necessarily want them when they had them, they just kind of like, all right, this is the way life worked out. I realize what their yeah. kid and then cost they, them. It, it was rubbing the face. In a little, because I mean, the, the article included cost of you know healthcare for a kid, school for a kid, college coming up. They don't leave the house till they're twenty five. It was all just horrifying to read if you're a parent of like an eight year old. It would be the scariest thing in the world. And meanwhile, you know, uh, Bitsy and Tyler are running all over the earth with their dog, and <laughs> we're going to Peru for a month. It's like, oh, I'm going to kill Bitsy and Tyler. But it was great to watch. But Dinkwads, they're no better lifestyle. Love it. And then they always throw that thing out there with the declining birth rates and how it's going to destroy the human race. You know who doesn't care about that? Dinkwads, because so what? (laughs) (laughs) We're we're the last ones. But yet we have a population problem. You're so selfish. Declining, that's just, that ruins ruins us. Not really. No, we're doing a pretty good job of that. Arizona's most funniest morning show. Yeah, exactly. Morning sickness. I'm listening because I want to. Morning KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. And another thing out there, I want to, uh, you know, again, what show on the radio has tried to throw a listener in jail before 6 a.m.? None other than this one. We tried and it's succeeding. The police will be here in a minute filing reports. We send them the emails. It's happening. I'm not kidding. I won't kid about that. If you directly threaten me, I, I don't fool around with that anymore. I've been told by several authority figures, uh, loose wing nuts should be dealt with like loose wing nuts. And anybody that gets that angry at something, uh, willing to come down and fight me when the show's over and beat up the boss. I mean, there's direct threats all over. And again, the public figures thing is there for protection of angels like me. I'm here to entertain America. And there's no reason for you to try to kill me. Tranny Rob. Going after America's sweetheart. But also, <laughs> yeah, how dare you? <laughs> Also, I want to. What other show in the city is going to suggest this? Uh, Brady's house is wide open, uh, and this 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 thing that's going on with these gas workers that show up to home invade. I mean, you're in it for the challenge, I understand, but if you just want to invade a house for fun, Brady will let you in. They, uh, Brady's had home invasions. No fight. They all go south. There's one this morning at eight a.m. <laughs> you had a home invasion? Well, no. Come he's like a repair guy. Well, that's not a home invasion, Brady. That's well, a plan. You actually know. I told he's him to coming. go through the house. It's just an outside repair. Right. I'm like, oh, help he's yourself. allowed in. Yeah. No, but you 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 can have if you're interested in what a home invasion would be like. There's a simulation of one every day, and it and it always peters out. It's no fun for the home invader 
when the door is swung wide open for you. Like you not a home invasion when you're invited. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> uh, last time I was at Brady's house, there was guys at the door that said, hey, we got a problem with the gas. We're going to come check that out. Whoa, that could be dangerous. Let's get you boys right in here. <laughs> come on in. And let's they talk came in about it. down on the floor. <laughs> is this a tickle game? What? Are you going to tickle me? The hell are you talking about? What are you guys doing? The gas is over there. Where's your money? <laughs> My pocket. Even the home invaders like, nah, I'm good. let's go somewhere else. Is, he's special. We <laughs> let's go to Laser Sauce. We need to leave. Yeah, then anyway, <laughs> got home invaded again yesterday, Morgan. Money belts on the pit bull. <laughs> you guys like that? Don't tickle me. Every time you guys are here, you run your fingers through my pockets, turns into the tickle game. <laughs> hey, this guy's liking our. Let's get out of here. So, another gas worker. Again, to all us normal folk. Uh, gas workers at your door that you don't expect, don't answer the door. If your house is blowing up from gas, they're not going to knock and come in. They'll blow it up. Like, that's the, they're, they're, you know, so you just don't answer the door ever. Brady loves answering his door. Home invaders, please, for God's sakes, learn where Brady lives and go invade his house. It's easy. You'll get through it in seconds. We can parade all of you through in a day. And we'll get it out of your system. And this door answering thing, it's so 1990-something. I don't understand. But Brady's the last one who loves guests. He'll make a new friend. He might even talk you out of it. I've seen Brady talk a stripper right out of her job. So, I mean, Home Invader, you have a good chance at Brady's place to find, to get your feet right. Uh, you know, get back on track. Ground. Yeah, get yeah. back where you're supposed Start to be. Walking. Not invading homes. Brady will talk you out of that. That's silly. <laughs> and then the tickle game will be funny. Nothing better than a Home Invader going, where's your money? It's in my pockets. <laughs> Stop laughing. This is an attack. Oh, you're killing me. You guys are fun. He's so nice. I don't want to take his stuff. Don't answer your door anymore. It is 2023. This thing in your hand, it's for people to alert you they're coming over. Anybody standing in your door unannounced is an assumed criminal. There is Nobody normal comes to your house out of the blue anymore. Ever. Gas companies have ways of figuring stuff out. Don't even have to knock. They can just shoot they your shoot uh, meter off. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they see a guy like aiming a gun at you. Got the barcode. The, yeah. They remember the one guy that came into my backyard. Yeah, and uh, there was meetings at Southwest Gas over this because my dogs jumped him. And well, he said, to, "Well, no, they went after him." And then Megan went out and started yelling at the guy. And he's like, "I have a right to be here." And she goes, "Maybe you do, maybe you don't." But right now, they're going to eat you, and I'm not going to stop them. Like, get out of here. I'm calling the cops. No, I have a right to. And then they they had a meeting saying, no, you got to do something different. Because my friend worked for the gas company. said, we do. Like, it's in the paper where we can go back there. I'm like, yeah, but if the dog eats you, it's not on me. The term. I forget the term. It's like. It was some castle thing. Yeah. I forgot what it was. But they had a right to get in. Castle law. But then they had the. They also had to have meetings saying, you know what? Let's move the meters. This is a bad idea in this day and age. Like, it used to be kind of a. Open back. And now they just reach over and shoot over your wall. I've seen them do it. It's kind of neat. That's why you have to keep your bushes away from your gas thing. Because they got sensors on them. You just don't answer your door anymore. And guy in a gas outfit out front, if you go, (laughs) hmm, I don't smell any gas. There's no need to answer this door. Those are rotten eggs. I just gas. Now, if your house smells, yeah, and if you're farting rotten eggs, maybe somebody should take you out. (laughs) But if your house smells like rotten eggs, you got one of two problems. Your house is about to blow up from gas, and you don't care, or your body's shutting down, and you're blowing rotten eggs. Sulfur. 
And if you do have rotten egg farts to the point that Brady's talking about, where the gas company shows up, eh, lifestyle change probably in order, I think. <laughs> hey, John, why don't we get Officer Rico Blaze over there to frisk Trans Rob? Oh, Trans Rob would like that way too much, I think. Uh, this is Direct Threat Rob is the name of a band for human manifestation of the band Dandar. That's right. Direct Threat Rob is a great name. Oh, no. Is Rico here? I guess so. Oh, Rico. Make a house call. Hey. Came quick. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, Rico. Rico Blaze don't never come quick, my friend. But he comes a lot. Every time there's a call for police work, the great Rico Blaze shows up. Now, I understand we had a complaint here in the we building. Did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, as a man who's unfamiliar with complaints, because I always satisfy, tell me what your complaint might be. Here's a threat, Rico. Oh, a threat. I like that. From behind? Always. Mine's a threat from either direction, baby. It's coming up high. It's coming low. You are in danger, Rico, please. Would you like me to rectify this threat? Rect- Absolutely. Rectally? Oh, yeah, that's how Rigo Blaze likes to rectify. I will digitally search the p- culprit or the perp, as I like to call him. Mm. Rigo Blaze loves the perp. <laughs> you say you're going to lawyer up? All right, then I'm going to get my money's worth, baby. Mm. You called Rico Blaze King, did you? Ow! Rico Blaze, very happy to be here, protecting and serving that ass. Mm, mm, mm. I understand there's a transsexual named Rob that's making all the threats. I would like to lift that dress, move those balls like a tail, and get to work. <laughs> you can see it on my website, Rico Blaze. Don't care what you win. It's time for my next film, Frisk Freak. (laughs) Where I'm going to pat Rob, the crazy listener, down and say, What's this in the front of your dress? A weapon? And he will say, No, that's my dick. And I said, Yes, because my dick's the weapon, friend. That's right. (laughs) Officer Regal Blaze, over and mm, out. Time for filming Lethal Weapon 69. Rob, you're the next contestant on Rico Blaze Hour. Come on down. <laughs> if you got a complaint, ladies, you won't after Rico Blaze leaves. Mm-hmm. You'll have been served by your man in blue. Now wipe your face off. You look like a pig. <laughs> that's right, Rob. That's what. That's, those are our friends. Rico Blaze, the officer. He's our friend. Promoted. He is here, and he's going to fix things. I also uh, really like this. There's a lady who, this is the thing that, you know, you may not like this, Brady, but I certainly will. I saw a thing years and years ago that made it so, it all made sense to me about, uh, n- you know, the, the near-death experiences and all that stuff. They did a special, God, it was this had to be 20 years ago, and it really kind of, it helped form my opinion of, like, how I see afterlife and things like that. Because you always hear about near-death experiences, and they're always like, it was a bright light, and my parents, and I saw God, and all this. But it depended, like, the special was so eye-opening, because it it was all dependent on what you were taught growing up, was your near-death experience. And if you didn't die, 
then it was basically your God's mistake to get you that close and give you a sneak preview. If that's what you believe. Like, why would he give you the sneak preview and then go, no, 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 it's a mistake. Go back, go back. That's a, that's a pretty incompetent uh, deity. So in Africa, people's near-death experiences tended to be based on what they believed. In India, was fascinating. People who had been hit by elephants, trucks, trains, tigers. I don't know what goes on in India. But their near-death experiences always had to yeah, get trampled by the holy cow. <laughs> their near-death experience almost always included uh, visions of their religion, be it the, you know, the eight-armed gods. Very colorful. Yeah, uh, the, the polytheistic kind of they met all the gods. Super colorful, a lot of animals, and their visions were that. The Western religion near-death experience was almost always bright light. It's what you've been taught. So it was never real. You know, it, it, this, this whole thing was like a, an experiment. Yeah, there was a guy two weeks ago that told about his... Right. Uh, during he, he and he just dead. went blank. Well, he was... Uh, and then he was looking down on himself, right. lying in bed, and right, and that's always the family members sitting around there, right. And I saw the that room. seems to be a common, and I could hear the doctors, yeah. and I could repeat. Maybe you could because you're in the room, yeah. So there is a chance that your brain will absorb doctors saying he's gone because you're still functioning. And so a lady, and this was an idea for a TV show I had 20 years ago, with more than that, with a friend of mine, to have near death experiences that don't match up with anything. Because people don't, you know, it's it's our fear of death that makes us want to believe there's something else beautiful. And, and then I, look, I'm an atheist who doesn't believe in it, but it would be nice. That is a nice thought to say, wow, there's a, a paradise forever, even though that does sound a little, you know, I'd like that to end sooner. I don't think forever's. What was that movie? It Was it Scanners? The one where they flatline? Flatliners. Flatliners. Yeah. And they each had a different experience right. because right. they, you know, one was, uh, I think it was used as a child. When I first saw that movie, it was, or I first saw the thing I'm talking about, was kind of because Flatliners was out. Yeah. So it might have been 30 years ago. But uh, I, there was a TV show I would love to have had of the ones that don't make the cut. The stories people have that are like ridiculous and no one wants to hear that this was their near-death experience. Here's one I absolutely love. And this would be the first of the show. So, Because plenty of people have had near-death experiences and then they tell their story and everybody's like, all right, never say that again. This is one of them. A woman was clinically dead, pronounced clinically dead. Heart stopped, brain waves were barely functioning. And her near-death experience uh, while she, when she came out was that Snoop Dogg was trying to kill her while she was gone. <laughs> so she had Jesus. this fantasy, and it was very real to her, that uh, Snoop D-O-double-G uh, was uh, trying to kill her the entire time she was clinically dead. So her near-death experience, her heaven was Calvin Brodus was going to murder her, and she couldn't get away. Uh, she said her injuries were immediately life-threatening. Her heart stopped multiple times. They were trying to bring her back. Uh, but the issue became, uh, like while she was out and couldn't come back, that Snoop Dogg was completely gone. She said, I thought after the accident, we drove home and went back to my parents' house. So in the accident, the accident happens, terrible car accident. She goes immediately into this dream state where she doesn't realize she's been in an accident. So her brain fools her and says, we're home. It takes her through the scenario. Did you ever have that dream when you think you got up and got ready for work? Oh, yeah. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I'm still sleeping. That's what happened to her in the accident. So she said, after the accident, uh, I, I, I was under the impression we went home to my parents' house and my mom and dad were there, which was weird, uh, which didn't happen. And then she says uh, she was put into a cargo hold of an airplane, which was just off the back end of her house. And then there was a really bright and eerily cold light. 
And suddenly, uh, her brother and fiance Andy were there, and they angrily spoke about wiping their hands off. Something terrible had happened. Uh, she said, "I was sitting in a chair, thinking, what's going on? Like it was very real to her that this was happening." And she said, "I heard these voices, and I looked down, and a light from a door opened, like a back entrance to a club, and no idea why this person was there, and I can't work it out. But there was Snoop Dogg." Standing there, he had an entourage of people with him, and they were looking to kill me. <laughs> but I remember the fear; I was so scared. I tried not to make a sound because I could recognize immediately Snoop Dogg was there for one reason and one reason only: murdering me. Uh, and she said, "I tried to stay quiet. The chair I was sitting on started creaking. Snoop Dogg noticed me, and it was horrifying. Uh, everything that was going on started to to fall off the walls and try to like crushing her. Like that was Snoop Dogg's plan was to knock things down and, and trap Easy. her or something. And then she said, and that's when uh, I woke up in the hospital and was told what happened. She told her story to the, to the cops. She told her story to other people. Like, this was my near-death experience. Because they told her, you died. You were gone. Did you have any visions? And she said, yeah, Snoop Dogg was trying to kill me. And they're like, all right, that's enough. See ya. There, nobody ever wants to hear that <laughs> Was her name Melissa Knight? Was it Suge Knight's daughter? <laughs> no, it was not Suge Knight's daughter. Okay. Although it was a similar name, so maybe Snoop Dogg was after... <laughs> Melissa Knight and got confused because uh, her name was like Miranda something or other. Or Marianne Rumpry. Rupry. But that would be an amazing TV show of people who had wacky near-death experiences. That Why not? That don't fit into any religious narrative or anything else. That maybe the afterlife is just Snoop Dogg trying to kill you. Like, wouldn't nobody ever takes that one seriously. The, the bright light, grandma and grandpa standing there at the gate. That all is like, yeah, that's a thing. That's because that's what we really would it want. It falls into the uh, people try area. to classify. That's a well. That's your purgatory. Right there. <laughs> well, like people, people will try to assign it. <laughs> well, yeah, because you must you must lived a terrible life and uh, and then racist grandpa. Goes, that's because she dated too many blacks. That's why. It's because that's God punishing her for that. You like blacks so much. Look, they're going to kill you in purgatory. I they'll, told you they'll assign their belief to it. And that's what the whole argument was with near-death experiences. You'll just assign what you really deep down want to be real to everybody's story. It's the reverse hypothesis of science. You have an answer already, so every bit of evidence you're just trying to draw back to your answer rather than evidence leading you to an answer. And it was pretty amazing because her story is not the only one. So you go to the comments and somebody said, I've had a dream uh, when I was in uh, a vision while I was uh, clinically dead, of being attacked by uh, it was like a massive amount of bees or something like yeah. gigantic human sized bees, and then those are the stories that I want to be. What if that's the real one? Because none of them are. You can't quantify or prove anybody's near death experience. We just hear over and over the bright yeah. light, the family waiting. Uh, there's my aunts and uncles, faces I recognize, very soothing feelings, you know, harps playing. And everybody's like, well, then that's it. Because that makes sense to me. But it when is. You and then sometimes I think, you know, I always thought, I wonder if it's similar to the, you know, your body drops down into that, almost like a dream state. Of course it does. Your yeah. brain's still functioning. So it's stuff you think about. Because you have some what if weird it doesn't? dreams. What if it doesn't? What if heaven, and no one will take it seriously, what if this whole thing is constant punishment? And your next you level, shut your mouth, your, John. Your <laughs> next level, God's next joke on you. Because for some reason, we have to go through this 68-year test 
to get eternity. I don't understand that at all with religion. It's like, here, 68 years, prove your worth to me, and I'll give you heaven for Why don't you just give me that in the first place if you love me? No, 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 no. Big test. Like, all right, I suppose. And then, but what if it is just gigantic humans, like level B, it's like a video game. Level B, gigantic bees chase you around all the time. And you're just in some horror state forever. I would like that to be as considered as the bright light and aunts and uncles and all that other stuff. Because that sounds fun. Because, you know, when a, when a video game's first level ends, you're like, well, oh, that's yeah. dunk. This is the tutorial. Yeah. What if the next level is massive bugs? And they chase you around all the time. And then you got to get through that level to get to the third level. Can't just be this, right? If you believe in like a heaven and an eternity of forever, you can't just be hanging around here being some weird earth virus and then go, well, that was the test. It doesn't make sense. There has to be video game levels to this. And the second one I'm rooting for, giant human-sized bees or a gaggle of Snoop Dogs trying to kill me. And if I get away with that, I go to level three, and it just gets progressively better. There's a belief that there's a uh, raid redemption part of heaven. There's awesome. different levels. Yeah, yeah. The c- crowns. I don't know sure. a ton awesome. about it. Are any of them human-sized bees that i got to run from? <laughs> Maybe. I would, I'd be a, I'm 50 and 0 as far as years go getting stung by bees. So you get me that test. I'm preparing for that. Brett and I were talking about that the other day. You're also 50 and 0. Yep. Never been stung by a bee. Knock on wood. My system of dodging bees has worked for 50 solid years. Knock on wood. You got to get out more often. No, I'm out all the time. (laughs) You see a bee, you flail and run like crazy. That's the system. It works. And you hear people who've been stung by bees. Oh, you're afraid of them. That's silly. Have you been stung by a bee? Plenty of times. I never have. So your system sucks and mine's awesome. It's great. But yeah, I like the idea of the afterlife Maybe being just Snoop Dogg trying to kill me forever. Never it thought would of be, it that way. But, you know. So interesting because people have had that near-death experience, which we just poo-poo immediately. We're so locked in on the idea. But you talk to, you know, if a, if a, if a very religious, Western religious person talked to a, a polytheistic Indian about their near-death experiences, both of them would go, oh, you're out of your mind. And dismiss it as if they're saying Snoop Dogg tried to kill me the whole time. Because if they be- that, that means they're wrong. That means they've been believing wrong the whole time. If the Western guy's right, the Eastern guy can't go to his heaven. It doesn't make he's not going. So and the I don't Snoop know Dogg which one is, is uh, great. You know, you come back as a you know reincarnate. Sure, they'll do that different, too. Different Arizona's most funniest morning show. Yeah, exactly. Morning sickness. I'm listening because I want to. Morning Holmberg's morning sickness. But again, if you're belie- if you're raised to believe constantly that's what that this is right and everyone else is wrong, like, you know you you look at the Mormons, you're like silly, silly beep. <laughs> you don't think that they're right, and you kind of dismiss all their thoughts. Like, all right, well, good luck, see you with that. Or people who believe in something wacky compared to what you believe in, you never you know do the Buddhist thing and put yourself in their shoes and go, he thinks the same of me. I've um, I have realized. Over, through the years that of looking at stuff like that and going, oh man, they're crazy. That's wild. No, there's wild stuff on they all sides. They see of it. your I, side, yeah, exactly. As wild. So as I try you see not theirs. to like. And I mean, sometimes it's pretty obvious. Like, ooh, that's kind of out there. If you're, but you know. again, you're talking donkey and snake are pretty tough to buy. Yeah, yeah, they all have it. <laughs> sure, and, there, and it's a whole bunch of crazy going on in each end. Yeah, but you just you choose to believe that that one's pretty realistic, and theirs is nuts. But they're looking at you the same way. Why not a Snoop Dogg scenario? 
Where, what if Snoop Dogg is the second coming and he's the ultimate punisher? Awesome. I just never thought of the second coming doing Corona commercials. <laughs> right. and, you know, why wouldn't he? He got to <laughs> get his name out there. Who, who better? Uh, who in the in our lifetime has better promoted himself to a mass audience than Snoop Dogg? Oh yeah, he's hanging out with Martha Stewart's crowd. He's got hardcore gangsters. I mean, he is Jesus. He's got them all. Like he's he's touched them all. Old white women. Young uh, urban people, Mexicans, nobody hates Snoop Dogg. He could be the Antichrist. Okay, whatever you want to plug him in at, I want to meet him. He's interesting. Snoop D-O-double-G is the savior, G. Now I got to chase you and kill you, player. All right. This is going to be the best level of everything. <laughs> Andy Samberg loves yeah, him. Yeah, Andy Samberg and him are... I mean, think of how fun heaven would be if it was a constant, like, party, except every once in a while Snoop Dogg tried to kill you. And you had to, you had to just run. It sounds like a great game. And that door swings open. Where's Brady B? Oh, no! Brady, run! <laughs> like, he just Snoop Dogg's there. It sounds better than It's like than Duck, Duck, Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Duck, duck, snoop, and your day in the barrel. Like, you can go through eons of, like, yeah, this, this is great. This is nice. The nice buffet. The clouds are pretty. This is a beautiful place. And uh, just so long as today's not there. Oh, crap, there he is. Shizzle, dizzle, start running. Oh, no, Snoop Dogg Day. But that was her post-death experience, and she came back with that story, and everybody went, you're nuts. I'm but still going with that. Uh, yeah, I like it better. But the guy who, and then, you know, when I used to watch... Uh, there was a show called, um, God, I can't remember what it was called, something where it was a bunch, bunch of people who almost died, and usually at the hands of someone else. Uh, like, they'd get shot, and they'd, but they were dead, and then they'd share their experiences. And the, the people that got really upset were the ones who were like, I got hit by a truck, I laid on the side of the road. Did you see anything? Nope. Went dead black. I was told right before, that's it. My brain shut off, and I was, it was gone. There was nothingness, a void of nothingness that I was aware of. And then, of course, you get the religious people who are like, well, that's because he lived a life that wasn't completed and Lord wouldn't take him. Like, oh, okay, that fits your world. What if, what if he's right? What if it is just nothing? What if it is giant bees? What if it is Snooka? I want that TV show to happen. I'm just too lazy and, and stupid to try to figure out how. There does seem like there's one thing in common, though, after that people have the experience. It always seems like it was an epiphany after the fact. Oh, Not all well, of them. I got to do that. I'm just saying majority it just seems that way. I'll but again, this. those are the ones that they're covering. I'll tell you this. I knock you out with a semi-truck. You're coming out of that different. For sure. So the epiphany is very rarely yeah, that it, moment you were laying on the road dying. And like I have to... Most of the time, it's because you got a second chance. And no matter what your vision were. That's what were, it's about. Yeah. Is yeah. that you woke up and you're like, oh... I got to start appreciating things differently. Of course, you got hit by a Peterbilt. You have an unwanted tattoo of Mac across your chest. Just like your things first time microdosing. <laughs> right. You know, you well, you, you go slow. You macro, and there's a good chance you leave your wife and kids, and you're like, this is different. Like, I got to make some life changes. You get that ayahuasca, and suddenly you have these moments, you know, these shining moments. You know, when you when you greatly alter your life, no matter what your, your life changes, no matter what your visions are, a Peterbilt hits me. I'm coming back in here different tomorrow, probably with a slur. <laughs> uh, things are going to be different now. 
You're not going to do very good impressions with that mouth. That's right. I'm going to speak to you about Vishnu. I like it. Now, that's what I really want. I want a super religious guy like Pat Robertson to get hit by a Peterbilt and wake up going, I, I couldn't believe it. I was I, I wrong. Saw, I saw Vishnu, and he welcomed me with all eight arms, and he told me I was right about the homosexuals, but I was wrong about Jesus. But they weren't arms. Those weren't. They were big dicks. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if Pat Robertson went to uh, homo uh, heaven? I couldn't believe it. A big, a big eight-dicked man met me at a golden light, which was urine. I got golden showered at the gates. And then the next thing you know, I was given a, a thing of metamucil and magnesium citrate. Oh. And they said, this will clean out your butt. And it was just a full-out rape. I went to gay heaven. And the guy that was there was uh, David from my lottery dream home. He's God. <laughs> That's why he gets away with the clothes. Yeah, I would like that. I would like I would like all of them to be like a thing. He wakes up. He's an interior decorator. <laughs> and I just want to come to your house and change out your curtains and such. I have a new vision in life, and it is uh, decorations. Feng Shui, Brady. It used to be for twinks and queers, and now I've, I've seen light, and it's pink. I've seen the bud light. <laughs> but yeah, I would That'd like those to be real. What a show it would be to take all these dismissed near-death experiences that don't fit some religious fold and just hear them out. Because there's a lot of wacky ones, too. We just There are never TV shows about that, and... You know, Joel Osteen doesn't go crazy on Sundays talking about near-death experiences where Snoop Dogg's trying to kill you. Those are automatically like, oh, that's dumb. But it happened. Just the same as the guy who got hit by the truck and saw his grandparents again. Again, I'm a big hater of heaven because if the best thing they've got so far is that you get to watch us. And there's nothing worse than Grandpa watching Brady... Slip his finger through the toilet paper and stare at it and smell it. Ah, oh. oh, Christ. Can we turn That's it? That's a dream. I'm sorry. No, you have to watch your grandson. Brady just waffle stomped his turds into the shower drain. Is he coming? Yes, he's welcome into the kingdom. Send him oh, to another place. Is he jerking off again? <laughs> if your grandparents are watching you, it's not just throwing touchdowns, Ben Roethlisberger. It's the time you put your thumb in your butt. It's the time you put your thumb in that girl's butt. Grandma and Grandpa, if you truly believe your religion, they're watching you the whole way or can see you. Ugh. What you're saying is just be consistent when you're pointing. Like what I'm he throws saying. a touchdown yeah. pass. Right. Point up, thank you. Yeah. After you're done. Next time you whatever. taste. <clears throat> no, that's definitely feces. Point up. Ah. <laughs> you know, hey, Grandpa, I know you saw that. Hilarious, right? <laughs> if you truly believe your loved ones are watching you, it's not just for the, the touchdowns. Sometimes you have a hand covered in <laughs> and they see that too. And it's then, mostly for the celebrations in life, John. Yeah, that's it. That's the only time Grandma and Grandpa tune in. This <laughs> is when you just had a great moment. Very rarely when you're like, whoops, <laughs> that was more than I thought. Better waffle stomp that down the drain. You mean they tune out when you turn Pornhub on? Or is that... Uh... <laughs> they have the uh, Heaven streaming TV up there, and they have the different channels, and they can... You know. I mean, not to rub this in, Brett, but you've recently lost your mother. Yeah. And you, if she's watching you, there's been some stuff. Oh, I hope she has her blinders on. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Christ. there's some times when you're oh. watching Scarlet Scandal with a thumb in your ass and a Nazi helmet on. 
<laughs> there is no reason for mom to see that. But if you truly believe, oh, I know she's with me all the time, you don't really believe that. Uh, they said that at my grandma's funeral. Now she can be with us all the time. I'm like, I don't need that. No, she can take some hours off. I, she does not need to see some of the things I'm doing. I mean, great disappointments. Just disgusting things I do to myself. Disgusting. <laughs> Shaving my balls. Like, that is a private moment. I don't need God and Grandma and Grandpa to turn it to Channel John and go, what's he up to? Oh, Christ. Stretching out the bat wing. What is he doing to, to that? What's wrong with his second nuts? There's got to be better stuff to do in heaven than watch us. I think there is. I would hope so, but you yeah. probably believe all oh, the grandma and grandpa are I watching really me. Believed in the no. That that's a terrible. Other people or relatives are looking down on. That is me. a terrible design. That yeah. is heaven's worst design is that they can see us at all times. Because man, the stuff. I'm sorry to Shirley and Bill and Alvar and and then what happens when everybody you loved is dead and you got nobody to watch? I'm just going to go check out Brett for a second. I wonder what this guy's up to. Oh Christ, he's bat winging too. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think our relatives or whatever have a heavenly ring camera. You don't know. Him. But well, then why do they say that all the time? And then why has we been waiting for? I've seen everything. I know he's watching. I know he's looking down on me. Yeah, he's looking yeah, down on me because you're the a first pig. person that started that. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's in, kind of more of a it's internal comfort that they're not really it is. out of your it's life. It's a way to deal with the death. But if you really believe that Jesus and God could see everything you did, there's you'd cut out about eighty three percent of things you did for sure. They're amazing. Yeah. What? <laughs> if I was God, I'd ignore us, too. How many times I've tried my... Let me forget two fingers in there. Ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what have I created? What's wrong with all of them? That's my boy. Why is he? Oh. Alvar, Isabel, come over here and look at your grandson. What's he doing? He's got two fingers in today. Oh, did he waffle stomp? Yes, of course he waffle stomped. That's how he starts every morning. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Who raised him? Your son. Dan. Let's see what Dan's doing. Oh, you know, oh, he's got three fingers. The <laughs> <laughs> apple doesn't fall far from that tree. I don't want my grandparents. Who here's waffle stomp? <laughs> yeah. All right, Lord has created the waffle stomp, and uh, whew, sorry about that. This kid's disgusting. Is he popping something on his thigh? Oh, that's a tumor. Stop. He's making it worse. Oh, he's licking the blood off his finger. Come on. <laughs> and my grandparents every day would watch me consider what to do next to that thing that came out of my nose in the oh. shower. <laughs> do 50, I taste 50 bucks this? he eats it. <laughs> yeah. This is, a, this is a scab. This isn't a booger. Do I eat this? Oh, grandma and grandpa watching me with God. I told you it was gross. Eh, I'm going to let this one go. We don't claim him. <laughs> Got to waffle stump that and the scab now. I know you're out in your car right now thinking grandma and grandpa are watching you while your finger's buried in your nose. And you're like, so what do I do with this? Do I, do I eat this or even worse, wipe it on my car seat? What would grandma and grandpa do? Yeah. Turn it. Good Times is on Channel 7. Why are you watching me? I'll tell you exactly why I'm not watching Good Times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. It's racist crap. <laughs> anyway, 728, near-death experiences. A TV show where your near-death experience that got dismissed because it wasn't religious would be a huge hit. 
The only problem is it could get ruined by people who are seeking attention. Yeah. And making nonsense. You can make up. Yeah. I want the real ones. Like, I want your actual paperwork that says you were dead for a little bit. And then, like, Demar Hamlin, he had to have something. But I'm sure that they've told him you were with God. Or he's, like, a little upset. I didn't get one. I didn't get one. Right. Which is a couple of people that do that get Peterbilt on his bike on that uh, I almost I died and came back show. He's like, nothing happened. I was told you're done. And it went blank, and I just sat in this dark abyss. And, of course, yeah, they, they tried to make it so his life wasn't any good, so he didn't get to see the light. Why well, didn't get to see Snoop Dogg at the Big Bees? Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Bert? Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. We were just talking earlier about how nice the weather's going to be this weekend. Yeah. And you always hear John talking about his e-bike. Well, if you, you're on the fence, you're not sure you want to pick up an e-bike, well, you can head on over to Action Ride Shop. <laughs> they do rent them, sell them, or if you want to just do it old school, Get that bike fixed up in your garage. you got the best wrenches in town. Action Ride Shop's where you need to be. Gilbert Road in Southern or just go to ActionRideShop.com for all your details. And uh, our buddy Rob has gotten lots of uh, suggestions Yo, for Rob the, you know, the wake-up song. Yeah. Meredith Brooks, bitch. Oh, my God. Uh, God's Matt crying like a bitch. <laughs> Judas Priest grinder for the gay app and Rob's <laughs> ass in prison. Uh, Buck Cherry, crazy bitch. Seven Dust, bitch. Uh, wow. Lady Gaga, born this way. Oh, that's a good one. RuPaul, uh, supermodel. Aerosmith crying. Tools, prison sex. Oh, my God. Uh, non-point, but with a name. Yeah. Snot, Aaron Jones, Static X, and Hemlock in there. Wow. Lots of requests for Tranny Rob, who did not like the basketball conversation this morning. Uh, Born This Way is pretty much what it is, but I want to play Lady Gaga. Yeah, no, no, um, Grinder's pretty solid. That's a great song. Now let's go with Grinder by Judas Priest for Rob. Since probably to get a little of this tension off his mind, he's gone to Grinder <laughs> at one point this morning, and maybe even by now lifting his dress for some other gentleman. <laughs> I wonder if the metal god follows the suns. I think he might. Living in the valley. You think? I hate camera and pain. He drives <laughs> me mad. He's not metal at all. I only like metal players. I like Bismarck Biombo for two reasons. All right, Halford. I wonder if he does follow the suns. That'd be interesting to find out. You never used the C ring he gave you, did you? Oh, yeah. No, you didn't. Don't lie. Just be honest, did you? I've got it still. I didn't ask you if you have it. I watched I him you, give yeah. it to you. Well, did you use it or not? Yeah. You did? Yeah. By yourself? No. All right. Did you do the figure eight or did you do it regular? Regular. Okay. Have you tried the figure eight? No. I'll teach I you that later. That. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I think I... It's a tough one. I have to do that. It hurts. Figure eight's a tough one. Didn't enjoy, didn't enjoy it enough to go back for two? I went back. Oh, you've used it several times. Brady uh, Bogan, big fan one? of the C-Ring. No, not at all. Okay. Not a word of it. All right. Nope. <laughs> no way. Brady sat. Because he'd think about his parents and grandparents up in heaven watching him slap that thing on. Ah, this is terrible. <laughs> What's he doing, boo-boo? You're not going to believe this. <laughs> Brady's down there trying to put on a <laughs> ring right now. and it is. He's crying. <laughs> it's ugly. It's really ugly. Didn't we raise him better, Papal Chick? Thumbs up. Thumbs up by both of them. Yeah. Then one of your thumbs up, your own thing with a Nazi helmet on. All right. It's on. I don't know what to do next, but better hurry because the blood circulation is no good with this. (laughs) What are you doing here, Uncle Jack? Hey. Hey, Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 
You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.